0: This is the Life of Lux podcast. Welcome to the Life of Lux podcast. While we're on hiatus preparing for season two, we decided to share some unreleased recordings from our practice runs before the podcast launched. Enjoy. You're low key, but you like to stay low key. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm just a guy, just a guy that likes good things. Well, I think a lot of people uh, follow you to find out what those good things are. So you must be doing something right. I know. I'm trying to share the wealth. Speaking of sharing, we'd like to share in this next segment some of the things that we're drinking, had the opportunity to, to taste, to try, that uh, people might be interested in. So I'm, I'm working last week. That's good. Running my company, working hard, grinding. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, grinding away. And then all of a sudden I get this text and it's a picture of a hotel room window looking out at this beautiful body <laughs> of water. Sounded,
1: oh yeah, it sounded a little sketchy at first, but yeah, I'm glad you finished that sentence. You're in a hotel room.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're really not my type. But anyway, so you send me this photo and I'm like, where the heck are you? So tell me, tell me about Tampa. And then shortly thereafter, you're explaining to me what what you're doing. And I have just, just <laughs> jealousy. Seeping from my body. So, so kind of tell me what 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 you found when you're in Tampa.
1: Well, anytime I hit a new city or a city I don't live, I always try to you know check the area out and see if I get lucky if I can find some some cool store picks or you know, some mom and pop shop that that nobody's visited in a long time. And so uh, I know you're not a Scotch guy, but I I kind of I love Scotch. I got started in whiskey from Scotch, and then kind of moved my way to, to bourbon. I'd say now I like bourbon more, or I guess I drink more bourbon, but I still have a little crush on uh, some good scotch. But yeah, so I was pretty uh, stoked when I, I found some uh, 18-year-old uh, fine oak uh, McAllen, which has been discontinued and in the old packaging. And then I found a 17-year-old fine oak McAllen, which has been discontinued. I miss the days when that stuff is like, you know, under a hundred dollars. Some of my friends are part of some bourbon groups down in Tampa and I met up with them. So I was able to buy some of their picks. Uh, Really fun. uh, Russell Reserve um, from the the Manatee uh, bourbon group, which uh, they said it was like drinking candy. I was like, I've heard that line uh, a few times. cracked it open. I was like, it's like drinking candy. So I was pleasantly surprised. And I almost bought that. I almost brought that bottle here. But I was like, you know, this is the first one we got to drink. Will it? But the Russell Reserve was really good. But you could have brought it. Well, the funny thing is a lot of my friends ask me, when do you crack those bottles? And right now I'm thinking of a couple of my buddies in uh, Nashville who we were talking about, when do you smoke that cigar? I was like, what's today? As a Tuesday, like, well, I smoke it on Tuesday. So, kind of funny thing is, fun things happen on a Tuesday. So, I think right now we're also going to open up this Willet single barrel that I picked, which it's just like, you know, these bottles were made to open and share. And so that's what we're going
0: to do. Yeah. Cause some people, some people keep their stuff, they buy it, but then they don't share it. I, I'm guilty of that. Okay. Like, right behind your head, there's two, EH Taylors that I bought like 7 years ago and I I just opened one the other day. Yeah. So I get it. But bourbon is meant to be shared.
1: Oh, listen to that one. I just got the the microphone wet on that one. So this what we're opening up and sharing is the Life of Lux Corona Cigar Pick that I did in 2021. Um I was actually doing an event at Willet. Well, was trying to do an event in Willit. But then the governor kept closing down the state. And so it didn't happen. So it's like, well, I guess we're doing the event in Tampa, in Florida. And so I called my buddy Tommy up at Corona and said, the Life of Lux charity event is coming to a a town near you.
0: (laughs) Florida was the beneficiary of a lot of states shutting stuff down during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, so this is an eight-year barrel number 2120. And it's at 124.6 proof. It's actually one of my favorite picks that I've done. Um, yeah, what was it about this one? Why? Why did you pick this one? Well, that was the best thing about it too, and can't lie about it. Since you asked me that question, cannot lie. So it was because it was during COVID and Kentucky was closed. Uh, my buddy uh, Drew picked it. The master distiller it. so he picked this one. So did he tell you why he thought this one would 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 be good for you. He knows my he knows my profile. He knows what I'm looking for, what I love, and I can't remember if he sent me the sample. He's like, "Hey, found this for you. Uh, I think you're gonna love it." And he sent, and I tried it. I'm like, "Yeah, you nailed it."
0: <laughs> oh man, that is good.
1: Yeah. It's like you, you, the nose, the profile, what you get, you don't think eight years on this one. And just the color of this and seeing the char of the barrel on the bottom of this. It's kind of like, this is what you know dreams are made of.
0: That's that's incredible. I would have never believed you if you said that was eight years old. Yeah, you, you like a higher proof for sure.
1: I mean, just get used to it. It's like, if I want to water it down, if I wanted a watered-down product, I'd rather do it myself. I, I don't want the, the maker to do it. I'd rather him not. Obviously, there's some products that are amazing at 90 proof, and but I prefer, you know, cast strength. And if I want to add water, I'll add water. But, mm, you know,
0: 9.99999, I'm not adding water. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You get on me because uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I did like to add a cube mind. I think it's less about watering it down. I just like it cold for some reason.
1: You know, the way to, to talk about this too is since you're a big wine guy, you know, do you really want to drink the wine, you know, right out of the the cellar? You know, it's going to be too cold. It's going to take a while for it to open up. So if you do, I guess this will be when we talk about barrel picks and all that. You don't want to do your barrel pick in the rickhouse in the winter. It's going to all everything is going to taste great. It's going to hide the spice. So it's just you taste a lot of the sweetness because it's cold. Everything tastes better cold. Yeah, for you it's like when you're when you're drinking wine from the cellar, it takes a couple hours for it to really develop and open up. So it's it's similar to bourbon. You're never gonna taste how it was meant to be enjoyed
0: if there's ice in it. But to it's you know, to each its own. So I would definitely say this is a plush pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Delicious.
1: I think so. I like it. I think
0: Drew did a good job. Unprecedented times, unprecedented measures, Mm -hmm. but Drew got it to you. Yep. So, Ben, tell me about your plush pick
1: that you've been, uh, you had recently that you're still thinking about. You know what mine is?
0: Yep. Yours was excellent. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have any to taste, though. Uh Uh-oh. But I will tell you about it. So we have some, I'll just refer to them as our fancy wine friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonderful people. And, and like you, they like to share what they've uh, been blessed to to procure over the years. So, yeah. their big thing is you have to taste everything blind. So, you have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I was making, and for the first time ever, I made veal. It's like, mm. I'd never, I don't even know if I've eaten, ever eaten veal. Yeah, nice Thai restaurant. You know, have some veal, right? Or sometimes they put in the bolognese. Yeah. Well, th- so this was a, a veal chop, 16 ounce veal chop. And you know I'm a big Pat LaFrieda guy. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Pat LaFrieda. Love Pat LaFrieda.
1: That's right.
0: So I just told my buddy, like, they're coming over for dinner. I was like, hey, bring a wine that pairs with veal. So he brought two reds. He brought some other stuff, too. We'll talk about two reds. And so, like I said, everything's blind with him. Like, if you ever go to a dinner party, which hopefully will get you guys connected at some point. I'm trying, you know. (laughs) No, you want to. So it's like, you guess, varietal, Vintage and then Old World, New World, basically the three, three options. We won't talk about what I picked because uh-huh. I did not have a good night picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he served were two Burgundies. So Pinot Noir, Burgundy, Old World, both very good, but one was definitely like way more rounded and balanced. Like you could just tell like this one just pops, right? Well, it turns out it was the comparison between a $50 bottle and a five hundred dollar bottle of wine. So what he what he shared was a uh, Clos de tart. This is my hillbilly pronunciation. Uh-huh. So p- people, please forgive me. Don't at me. <laughs> I know I'm probably saying it wrong. But a 2017 uh, Grand Cru Burgundy, and it was just incredible, like incredible. Perfectly paired with the veal. I think Burgundy's kind of having a moment. Like it was all Bordeaux, Bordeaux, mm-hmm. Bordeaux, but now Burgundy's kind of having a moment. Um, and the prices are skyrocketing for oh, sure. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Such way less production. Um, but they're just so nuanced, like mm-hmm. so balanced, nuanced. So I love burgundy. Big yeah. burgundy guy. So sorry, I don't have any to taste. But well, what what did you guess? <laughs> I don't even want to say. It was so bad. It was so bad. My wife got it right, though. She has an incredible palate. Mm-hmm. She's a chef, so she should have a pretty good palate. She was close on the vintage and. and- she got both. Of, she guessed Pinot for both, mm-hmm. Old World for both. Uh, she picked 2015, so she picked one completely correct, and then she picked. She missed it by one year on the on the good one. Yeah, vintage is pretty hard.
1: That's a that's a pretty tough one, unless you're drinking that product all the time, or you're a master <laughs> Somali. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. You, you got to think of all the wines out there and everything. It's, I guess that that's why there's only what like. Yeah, under 200. There's not many. Yeah, masters, That's like
0: Yeah. But my buddy, his his name's Paul. Like he, he has an incredible wine cellar. Maybe one day he'll let us record a podcast over there and we'll talk about all the crazy wine he's got. But they're great friends and always uh very generous in what they share. So. So that's our plush pick for this episode. Tune in next time and we'll uh share more about while we're eating and drinking. Hopefully make you jealous because it certainly is delicious. But don't go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get another top off, and there's still more to come on the Life of Lux podcast. Thanks for listening to this Lux Light. We'll be back soon with more full episodes in Season 2 of the Life of Lux podcast.